Whiteboards Are, a podcast by educators about all things education. With us today, we have a former student (laughs) that took all of us in various classes, I guess. Um, He has since graduated five years and is a professional just no, no, he's shaking his head. He's not a, no, <laughs> not he's, a professional. I think we would all say he's successful. Yes. Um, he's a great guy. We all absolutely adore him. And this is going to be kind of a fun episode where we ask him some questions. He gets a chance to ask us some questions. We'll probably tell some funny stories along the way. At this time, I will have him give us a few sentences about himself, what he's doing in life, that sort of thing. I like that you've graduated and you still have writing assignments. So in no less than three sentences, could you please (laughs) (laughs) introduce yourself to the group? Yeah, my name is uh, Matthew Holdway. I graduated from the, can we say Pleasant Hope? Yeah, (laughs) we can now. Yeah, we already have. Yeah, I thought so. Uh, Graduated in 2017. I had all four of the speakers here on this podcast today as a teacher, and they've all made an individual impact in my life and my career one way or another. Oh, so, so sweet. Slides dollar bills his way. <laughs> mm, yes, this is where Under the, the table comes from. So what what do you do you feel comfortable talking about like what you do right now? Uh yeah, I won't say the company right, name, yeah. but uh I work at a automotive aftermarket uh parts supply and uh I'm in their corporate office for training. Very cool. He's so, also married. So now you're doing your own form of education. And he owns his own house. Yeah. At 23. I yeah. feel like that's cool. quite the accomplishment. I feel like that's an accomplishment. Yeah. Way the more than I had at 23. House, but <laughs> for sure. That's neither Okay, well, there. you and the bank together own your house. <laughs> yeah, that's joint custody. It's co-ownership, yeah. <laughs> so one of the things that I find fascinating about Matt is that when I first met you, I kind of had a... Uh, a certain version of you that I had in mind, like, oh, this is a kid who's coming from the ag program, who's friends of students in my leadership program, and they're trying to bring you on board. And I was like, I, you know, I'm not sure, like, we've had other students from the ag program join ours and had success. I didn't know you very well, but I kind of had you like pegged as like, oh, this kid that's, you know, very one dimensional. Um, And little did I know the difference that you would make in our school and really even, even in my life as a teacher. And then after you graduated as a, as a friend. Well, I would say that, uh, that is just a stereotypical thing in the FFA classroom is uh, blue jeans, sponsored Carhartt t-shirt of any form and then, uh, <laughs> sponsored area boots. Uh, so yeah, that was my uh, outfit probably every day. So I can definitely see where that was perceived because that was a really common thing that 90% of the people wore any gender. Yeah, true, uh, true. So yeah, uh, that was super common. And I can definitely see multiple people that you would just get that perception from just face value. Yeah. So I think it was the summer before your junior year when you started coming in during the summer work days. And our theme for leadership and student council was going to be superheroes. And we were writing letters to teachers and doing locker notes and getting decorations ready and all those things. And we're throwing around the idea of like, what if each teacher has their own kind of like superhero that we kind of stylize their letter for? And maybe we do something throughout the year. And 
trying to figure it all out. Um, and I was like, use all the good superheroes and other teachers. Like, don't, don't worry about me. Uh-huh. You know, we'll come up with one. And I, I'm almost positive it was you that introduced me to the superhero uh, who, who would be identified with me or partnered with me as Dog Welder. I don't know if you Dog remember this at all. I don't think so, because okay. you were the one that introduced me to uh, Captain Planet. <gasps> you didn't know about Captain wow. Planet? Uh, no, that was a uh, Addy and Conklin uh, introduction. Okay. With our powers combined. Yeah, we are Captain Planet. <laughs> There's five of us right now. <laughs> we are Captain Planet. <laughs> okay, sorry. That's an yeah. irrelevant reference. Have you seen reference. the live action Captain Planet? No. Yes. <laughs> It's fantastic. It it's is. Good stuff. I didn't know that existed. Not at all school appropriate, but okay. worth checking out. So I shouldn't just like pop it in a class one day uh, without previewing. Probably no, like, here no. you go, kids. <laughs> but somebody, as somebody who's uh, enjoyed Captain Planet, you would en- enjoy these little shorts. Okay. Anyways. I'll look this up. Thank you. Mm. Yeah. So, okay. Well, that story's a bust. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Strike that from the record. Matt's like, you yeah, have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, I was not a uh, superhero person until I came to know my uh, as now wife because I needed to convince her to uh, spend time with me before we got married and before we were engaged. So uh, I was like, how do I stretch this out as long as I can? So Marvel at the time had well 26 done. movies. Well done. So I was like, so that's, strategic. That's like Love it. 60 hours of uh, a way I need to convince this woman to uh, fall in love with me. <laughs> well done. I like that strategy. The power of the MCU bringing families together. <laughs> wow, man. I so, was never so strategic. I know. I was always like, why wouldn't you love me? That is true. <laughs> that's the beauty of you being on this podcast. You can see how I look. So uh, I needed some strategy. Oh my gosh, stop. I can't grow a beard, man. I cannot grow a beard. I'm envious of those who can. I'm looking at you. <laughs> but Eric, as was stated earlier, you are, are tall. And strong. strong. You have to say Uh, it with the right inflection. That's right. (laughs) Well, okay. So that was junior year, my first introduction to Matt. And then senior year is really where all the bonding happened. You enrolled in leadership and you spent like half the day with me. Yeah. So uh, that's actually where I dropped out of FFA after my uh, (laughs) being in it for six years. Did you really? I didn't realize you Uh, didn't finish out with that in your senior year. All the way up till second semester of my senior year, uh, oh. I had to drop my class so I could take uh, mixed media with Mr. Conklin here oh. so I could learn how to take pictures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That paid off. Good job. Uh, no, but my senior year ended up being culinary school at OTC for the first four hours of the day. And then I would come back, have math class with Mr. Conklin, have my free period with Mr. Conklin, and then I would have uh, leadership with Mr. Conklin, and then I would end the day at mixed media. With Mr. Conklin. Wow. So that was, uh, it was pretty good. That's where I learned uh, Conklin does not like cobbler, or he's just allergic to it. That's right. That's Wait, right. I'm I can eat pie, but what? cobbler, you don't have that bottom crust that have a allergic reaction. <laughs> science, don't question it. Wait, I, but I brought a cobbler to your house. It's, it's humor. It's a joke. Well, I'm just as concerned that you didn't funny. like the cobbler. That's because I had an EpiPen, and <laughs> after you left... Wait. At 1 a.m., I rushed to the hospital. <laughs> was your cobbler gluten-free, though? It was. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's so nice. It's delicious. Good drink. I do what I can. Um, so you had half the day with Mr. Conklin. <laughs> so much bonding time. Were there um, like other things that you were involved in still at that point? Or was it basically just leadership? 
Uh, pretty well just anything leadership, anything that Mr. Conklin gave the stamp of approval on, I was there. You were sold. That's I was so in. Nice. I was bought in. <laughs> so we had this we had this great idea, and I still think it's a great idea of so he's going through the foods program at OTC, <laughs> okay. you know, the culinary the school. <laughs> I have um, a lot of ideas. <laughs> you know, leadership is very service oriented. And he what he didn't mention is he also spent a lot of time after school in my room. And we came up with the idea of like, what if we could mix the passion of these two worlds of of foods and then like service? And what if we could feed some hungry people, some mm-hmm. homeless people around town? Well, super for salvation. That's right. That's wow. right. And we, I mean, you like reached out to the city and like got approval and I was really impressed. Oh, was this your leadership project? No, no, <laughs> no. I don't think so. I don't remember what I'm, my leadership Isn't that something was. that you had them do and you're, am I making that up? Well, I think it was just a, th- like, this was not part of the class. It was just oh, okay. like, what, this is something that needs to be done or could be done. Let's do it. Can gotcha. I, take, and then, I don't know. I didn't know. Am I remembering correctly that at some point in time students had to like propose yeah, a yeah, leadership yeah. plan yeah. of action? Yes. Do you still have that Tupperware? You phrase it. Uh, yeah, I do. It's still not <laughs> been opened. I'll reinforce you. <laughs> so did you end up making anything of it? Like you have the approvals. Did you were you gonna like So we were cook? approved by the city to to be able to distribute it. We and we purchased, um, well, we had a plan. We, we had purchased the, the containers. We had purchased the, the plasticware. And we had kind of talked about sourcing out the ingredients, the food stuff. Um, we had a facility at our school that we could prepare after school or on a weekend. Um, and then just there were some hurdles at the district level um, that I'm not sure I ever discussed with, with Matt about you know, is that something we should really be doing is helping people? Right. Yeah. So, mm. wah, wah. so it, in the end, it unfortunately did not get to go anywhere, but he did really all that he needed to do. Uh, yeah. I called uh health inspector in Springfield, got all the right permits and everything. I talked to him about it, but that was the thing when I was in culinary school, we would have to do all these uh, records and stuff. And like every single week we'd have to come up with a foodborne, uh, illness that had happened at a local restaurant around here and you had to report on it every single week. Oh, okay. Wow. So uh, we were in pretty frequent contact with the health inspector and a lot of other people and stuff. So I already had those contacts though. And she was the one that gave me all the information I needed to go any further with it. So I got all the information I needed, but it uh, didn't go very far. What a good idea though. Mm-hmm. You know, we have so many kids that struggle with food insecurity and families, you know, tied to that. So to have the school be a place to do that beyond um, we do have a local organization. I don't know if they're local. What are they? they local? I, I don't know. What Life 360. Yeah, oh. they're local. Yeah, it's a local church. Yeah, I didn't know what they're... But it's like a large scale. Yeah, I was going to say, large. they're local, but yeah. they do several schools in this yes. area. Um, but sometimes that is just specifically for that student. It's only supposed yeah, to be Yeah, it's for only students. supposed to be for that student. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so it'd be nice to actually have them take home a meal. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. well, and that's often one of the things when schools aren't functioning for one reason or another is one of the concerns. Like, well, essentially, the school acts as a fi- primary food source for, right. if not families, students who come to the school. Yeah, and so, like, if you have an ice storm and you're out of school for two weeks, who's making sure those people are fed? Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. 
for me, I, I brought up maybe the, the beginning, like viewing you as one dimensional to where I eventually realized like, Oh, here's this guy who I thought was <clears throat> the stereotypical ag guy, you know, it, but you have this huge heart service minded, really want to take care of everybody. Um, and I just w really impressed with the growth that you made and the time that I've known you and just, yeah, you're super impressive. You know what I want to know? Oh, I'm sorry, Sam. Oh, I was just going to um, hop on the How I Know Matthew train. Oh, okay. But if you have a question, please interject. Oh, I was going to ask him to give his first impression or his impression of each of our classes. Just as like a, I don't know, I'm just curious. Okay, wait, let's like, do specific. Only Conklin first. Ready, go. Okay, uh, Conklin, you made me write 200 locker notes. That was some very cash money. <laughs> <laughs> that was my introduction. Um, what drew you to spending half of your day with Mr. Conklin? He'll hate this, but I must know. Uh, probably because the exact words that he just used to describe me, I saw the exact same thing in him at a young age. Oh, that's so cute. So I, I've always had this <laughs> mindset <laughs> uh, since I was a kid because this was something my father instilled in me was uh, surround yourself with people that you actually want to be around and that not just because they're like-minded or anything like you, but someone that you can help grow or can grow you. And Conklin was a very good representation of all that. I love that. Aww. And agree. Yes. <laughs> His face is... <laughs> Here, I'll make it better. I disagree. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. You're welcome. That and he had a fridge in his room so I could keep all my food from uh, culinary school in there. That's what it was. Wait, it's not that he also had the bathroom? You didn't want to go use the bathroom that had a bunch of computers lined up right next to it? Oh, just, just check in. <laughs> that wasn't your vibe. Huh? It's a really private space. <laughs> that was... Never mind. That's that's off topic. <laughs> or it's, it's on topic for what we're talking about, but off topic for the uh, I see, uh, I see. Um, well, I was first introduced, correct me if I'm wrong, my memory is not always impressive, uh, but I was first introduced to having Matthew in class when he was the sophomore in a freshman speech class, which is always an interesting dynamic, right? Sometimes having a non-freshman in a freshman class can be a really nice, like, guiding figure, you know, when there's, like, somebody who just has that idea of, like, well, I'm more mature than these people, and then is going to act that way, and then sometimes they use it as a stand-up special, and they wreak havoc while you're trying to do productive things. I think personally, Matt might have been a blend of the two. Agree or disagree? Tell me. I would agree that I used it to my advantage sometimes, but also uh, the same thing happened my senior year when I'm in, what was it, Algebra 1 or 2? 1. Yeah, I was <laughs> senior with a bunch of freshmen. Uh, that's, that was a whole different level because I'm like... I am the stupidest one in the room. Like, <laughs> no, that's no. not debatable. So they're like, they're looking at me, and I've got like stubble face hair, and these kids are literally like, their mom dropped them off today. <laughs> we are not on the same. I'm actually worried about taxes one day. You know, you're still dependent for your parents right now. That's so funny. And then I don't know how this happened, but somehow I convinced you, or you convinced me to be part of the speech team. Um. Uh, I think that would be Seth. Convince you? <laughs> oh, 100%. Well, I could argue with a lot of people. Uh-huh. So I think that was a big part of it. So that was the avenue. I just didn't think I'll ever forget there was a specific tournament we went to, which, to be clear, in to other adults, I was like, how dare you say anything and I will fight you for my kid, right? Um, but Matt was wearing um, a white t-shirt under a white button-up 
but it had like words all over the front of it. So you could just see like the outline. I forget what the t-shirt was. Yeah, I don't remember that. I was that was also the first time you kidnapped me. I did not kidnap you. <laughs> but speech has like a formal kind of dress code expectation. And so I think someone had written on your ballot like about dress code. But I was like, don't you dare talk to my kids about dress code, right? But also I was like, you can see all of the words under the shirt. It was Which a good didn't make sense because I did radio speaking and they put me behind uh, what I believed to be was like a doctor's pullout curtain. <laughs> And I just got to sit there and I remember talking about the weather and the sports three times in about a six minute segment because uh, I was not prepared. Um, no, no. There's an important part of this that I feel like is being missed. You did radio speaking, but you also did extemp speaking where you had to stand in front of people and extemporaneously prepare a speech on world topics like and, and deliver it. And didn't I feel like you got something about Georgia. And mm, like the political structure that was happening in Georgia. And you came over like, I don't know any of these people. Can you help? And I was like, no, I can't. I'm so sorry. Uh, well, a good thing about that is uh, my geography back then and now has not gotten any better. And I probably didn't know where the state of Georgia was. At then. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so those were my love. And then obviously you were in the English classes that you're forced to take as is required by the state. Correct. Um, my first, in, like the one memory that sticks out in my head, I don't know if you'll remember this or not. Oh, I'm excited. Um, we were taking a vocab test and you were selling fruit for the FFA. And you had sold fruit to a former um, substitute that we all knew. Um, she was older than dirt. If I say that, would that maybe help? Yeah. Was she nice or not nice? Not nice. Okay, I'm good. Not nice. Thank she was you. nice to me. She bought fruit. Okay, well, <laughs> she didn't buy fruit. That's just one part um, of her personality. <laughs> buying fruit. But yeah. you got, you got up, or you raised your hand. You're like, hey, um, can I go bring my my fruit? Her. Okay, this is hateful. <laughs> can, and I, you know, I'm giving this test, and I. I'm trying to keep my composure. I'm Wait, like, did Matt say it that way? Yes. Yeah. I thought you were making fun of him. No, no, no. You stood no, no, up no. in front of a group of people taking quits. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he goes, I need to bring my fruit to her. Oh, and my, I, oh my God. And she said, Matthew, we're taking a test. And without missing a beat, he goes, Shuri. <laughs> <laughs> and I lost it. I think all of us in the class were literally dying. <laughs> um, and I just remember this exchange that we had with each other because then it continued and we just kept talking about the fruit <laughs> oh it's kind of funny it's kind of hateful anyway it's I'm accurate just, though yeah, i'm just glad that's the story you remembered and not the one where i convinced you that they got married over the summer one time and went and got a low oh yeah oh, and then i, I wasn't invited to the wedding that yeah. was awesome though yeah. well done. i had that coordinated and everything and i was so upset and i was like i feel like she would have told me if she her and eric got married <laughs> i feel like we're close like we've known each other for like you you know, seven, eight years at that point. <laughs> Matthew Holdway, corroding friendships. <laughs> hey, you got back to me, though, with uh, child development whenever you narked on me to uh, Renee about sliding off the wristband uh, so I could uh, get full credit for it. Because I told her, I was like, I'm claustrophobic. I convinced her, like, I'm claustrophobic, so I can't have this thing very tight on my wrist. So she's like, OK, so she, I have her put it on the least tight thing. And I get to your class for the end of the day and I slide it off my wrist to give Sierra Sutton. And you're like, 
what are you doing? And I'm like, cheating <laughs> pretty well fun fact of the day i still got it off my wrist and sierra took the entire project for me i don't remember this i'm though. claustrophobic i'm claustrophobic you can't put yeah, this on my too wrist much. too tight it's too that's ingenious though that is a mark of pure genius how did you possibly get somebody else to take that baby for a weekend uh fun fact of the day was actually supposed to be my current wife who was supposed to watch it and she bailed out because it was it's my birthday so now she bailed on the baby project. So now I'm by myself on the weekend with this baby. So I'm like, I'm not good with this. So I texted Sierra's son. I'm like, hey, can you watch this? And so I think I paid her with a box of dots for that seems 48 to hours be, of yeah, uh, child that's, care. That's a fair exchange. That's what the exchange rate is now with children. Yeah, right? child care. <laughs> so if any of you want a box of dots, well, I guess we have two kids, so two box of dots. <laughs> that's only The fair. movie theater size, though, the 99 okay. cent you know, yeah. Walmart movie theater size box. If the holdways have children we all know now to just like dodge potentially <laughs> helping with that situation at sorry, all sorry i'm claustrophobic <laughs> i couldn't possibly i couldn't possibly uh i guess is it supposed to be my turn now well you are left. here's here's the thing man uh so i know you were in my psychology class for one semester but if i remember correctly it was right at the very beginning of my teaching career um, when I was teaching a subject that I did not go to school for. Uh, so I was basically panicked the entire time. And I don't have any juicy stories like you guys do. Um, at least none that I can specifically remember. You were always around. And I feel like I lumped you in with uh, a, a group, like a group of individuals who I always thought were just trying to pull one over on me. Like there's, uh, what, like Caleb Lockhart and uh, Josh. Um, yeah. And, um, I mean, there were, there were others, right? Like, I'm not yeah. just trying to name drop, but like <laughs> that, that was sort of the like vibe that I got is like, anytime that you were talking to me about something, I was always like, but is this real? <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know what to do with children. Just this is all set up. Yeah. Well, that was the thing is, uh, we were all very confused because only half of us knew why you were there. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> like, I don't know who this man is, but he's our new teacher now. This guy just keeps coming in here. He won't go away. Uh, well, I think at the time you were just the sub. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you first. started off only as the sub, and then it just progressed where you were just there, right? Wait, that was the semester that you were in that psychology class? Yeah, that, I was in that class. Okay, so yeah, it did, because it did start off as the long-term sub thing. And yeah. That, yeah. My man, that was, I was, you want to talk about deer in headlights? Man, I was <laughs> clueless. I didn't even... Wow. Okay. I thought you were like my first semester of actually teaching at this. No. Okay. No, I was the okay. uh, second semester that you came in and then you were like, oh, this is our sub. And then, and then he never, he left. Left. He he never left. You don't go here, mister. He doesn't even go here. Um, rewind to us being at home that semester once Eric is actually now the teacher of record and uh, Eric being like I really think I messed up because I didn't care when I first came in and I didn't really make him do anything and like now I'm their teacher all the time <laughs> I didn't know that it was going to turn into <laughs> yeah right, that, yeah. You know? right. Yeah. so like, I'm just a sub like somebody else should be planning this stuff. Right. right yeah right nobody gave me anything dude. I was gonna like, say, did you have anything no, when you nothing. became the long term like, literally the first like 
week, like, cause they, they knew that I was going to be covering that for like a week, maybe two weeks. And so that first week to two weeks, I was like, Hey, is the teacher sending me plans? And a uh, principal at the time was like, Oh yeah, we should have something sent to you. Never sent it. Never got anything. So it was me literally asking the kids, what do you do? Like, what, like, what's your process here? Like, what do you, and they're, they're like, all oh, like, we talk about our feelings. Uh, we get out our no phones homework. and uh, we <laughs> all just so, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, man, man, what a wild time. Cause it was, it was like, oh, nobody's giving me lesson plans and nobody's telling me that I'm supposed wow. to. So it really was like. And doing that all day. Yeah. And I, I mean, awful. I tried, I, I didn't straight up just sit back and twiddle my thumbs, but it, there was a lot of, ah, I'm just a sub, somebody else will clean this up. And then I was but, the one who cleaned it up. But you stuck <laughs> with it like that. I think at the Ugh. time, I don't know if you remember this, Oops. Matthew Holdway. Um, but I think at the time that's when you would um walk around the room reading the dictionary. Yes. <laughs> That's a core memory I forgot about. Uh, yeah. That's how I got to be so smart. <laughs> and come up with fake words to convince Mr. Conklin that this was indeed a real word and this was a real game. And yeah, I absolutely. I was going to say, we, we got to bring that up. <laughs> but uh, before we go off the case of you, Eric, I... Uh-huh. You faked it till you make it, and it seemed pretty good by the end of it. I knew a little Aww. bit about psychology. I I still remember that little mouse thing you told us about, where it's the uh, they like fake this mouse, put it in a trap, or, or put it in this maze, uh-huh. and occasionally they would like give it food or something, mm-hmm. and it would always find that exact path every time or something. Oh, uh, talking about passive learning or latent learning. That's right. Yeah, where because the the mouse will absorb the layout of the maze, even when there's not a reward. But then whenever you present the reward, it will just like, it, it already knows the, the path and will go straight forward. it. So, huh, what a yeah. random thing to... I remember that. Yeah, right on. You retained it. Right on. Right. <laughs> it's interesting to find out from a student perspective. Obviously, you've been out for five years now. Um, what you remember from those classes. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Like, I think that's really interesting. Like, before, um, he was in my creative writing class and he was actually talking about uh, one of the books that we read and I was like, Oh, you remember reading that book? I guess I just don't think about those little impacts um, like that. So that's cool. Yeah. That was one of the, well, it was more action packed of a book compared to like, well, <laughs> yeah, Fahrenheit 451 over here. Uh, okay. I didn't do that one. No, that wasn't me. No, just I kidding. did that one too. <laughs> yeah. Which book are we talking about? I missed the it. The road. Cormac uh, McCarthy, yes. the road. That is a good one. It's very spicy. I don't know if I should have taught it in high school, but you know, it's good. It's fine. We came out better for it on the other end. That's right. No. Um, so are there any things that thinking back on your educational experience, any things that you're like, I'm really glad I did this. I think other people should try this. Any words of wisdom from the other side? Uh, well, I was lucky enough to uh, be with Mr. Conklin in his teaching career. So, but if anyone at the time, I would have totally recommended because I still did to people. Any class you could take with Conklin, take it. Like, hands down, that'll make you a better person at the end of the semester, no matter what you do. No, no matter what it is. Whether if it was uh, me learning the word exposure was a camera term and not a dirty term that was written <laughs> in the dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> so, I uh, got to learn that and now... Retention. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and now are you exposed all the time? Or is this <laughs> where we're going with it? Uh. <laughs> I, yeah i went hiking yesterday and we talked about exposure on camera stuff and i was like i remember that from high school i have no <laughs> idea what it means or what it does but i remember that word 
And that wasn't just a dictionary word that I read. (laughs) So are you glad that you did these extracurriculars late in life? Like where, where are there certain things that you draw from? I think that Sam was kind of alluding to that you draw from your high school career that you still see today that impacted you today. Uh, I would definitely say leadership in going out and doing Special Olympic events and just anything along those lines that we went out and did community events and stuff was a huge thing because it learned from air. It taught me how to be a leader or at least how to guide people. Because whenever in my career that I'm in now, when I was a managing a retail location, I was 19 years old and I was doing that role and I was running a multi I was running a million dollar store and I had no idea what I was doing. But that was part of it is I just knew I could learn. I could learn to teach to people. So I would just teach younger people than me, which is surprising. I'm 19 years old and I'm teaching other people mm-hmm. younger than me how to do anything in life. Because looking back now, that was awful. But <laughs> they uh, all the ones that I was, they were my assistant managers and stuff. They they're all super sexual and great now. And I'm proud of all. So I'm hearing that being involved in organizations like Student Council gave you some good instincts later when you had to do yeah just especially uh <laughs> speech and debate was a really big one that comes to my mind right now shameless plug uh, thank you thank you because i learned how to talk to people because i had no idea how to talk to people because i was kind of shy in high school so uh learn how to actually talk to people and that's how i got into a retail role and i was comfortable doing that and ffa when i we didn't do a whole i took grasslands <laughs> called the fragile pain on literally everything after i was in, specifically instructed do not call a fragipane because that will never exist. I it's don't, in soils, not I crap. don't even know what you're saying, though. Thank you, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, what's a fragipane? Uh, a fragipane is a... I only know this because it's the only thing I knew how to call. Uh, <laughs> was a formation of rock that nothing under it could grow. Okay. So it would just be raw soil under it. Uh-huh. So like, And you will never call one. And especially if you do, make sure it's the very bottom thing because if you call it at the top, you don't have to feel anything else on the bottom and you lose. <laughs> um, so they were like, it'll never be this. And what you heard was always, always be this. <laughs> I just heard the word freshman. I'm like, that's ah, a cool yes. memory now. Oh, Photosynthesis. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was, Joey didn't get on me when we got back on the bus, but he severely questioned me of <laughs> why I made that call. Three times in one contest. <laughs> they just picked dead soil for each competition. They're I was like, like Here I we was go. convinced there was nothing under it. <laughs> That's I saw a rock. <laughs> I saw a rock and that means it's, everything's dead. Times three. Yes, yeah. times three. Do you have any advice for students that are currently in high school out there? Uh, push yourself beyond your comfort zone. And that's going to be a way that you can grow yourself, not only right now, but for the rest of your life. Because if you just sit there and be the same person you are right now, you're never going to grow. So sign up for any extracurricular activities. I'll give you this advice. Take two of them. Take one that you're comfortable with, that you know you'd like. Take one that you do not know anything about and challenge yourself. Well said. That's good. Any advice for teachers out there? Yeah. Go. Good job. (laughs) I mean, thumbs up. (laughs) Go. I love that. You (laughs) go. Hats off to you. Do you have any questions you want to ask any of us? Uh, I could probably come up with a few. Uh, First of all, what, (laughs) besides your actual podcasts, or besides listening to the podcast and stuff, and you guys explaining why you got into teaching, are there specific people in your lives 
where you, the roles were reversed, where at one point you were in my spot and you were looking up to someone upon you, like I look upon you guys. Um, we sort of talked about in a yet to be released episode, influential people that have been ours or been in our lives. Mm -hmm. Um, but I still think my high school speech and debate coach is like my number one most influential educational person. Yeah, I would say my middle school ELA teacher, who is still an educator today, um, mm -hmm. would be my most influential. It's tough for me. I have so many. And <laughs> Jacob has picked several. <laughs> yeah, I, I was, I guess I consider myself really lucky. Lots mm -hmm. of great teachers that influenced me over the years and inspired me to, to make a difference or attempt to. Um, and even outside of my own uh, school career, just being around other educators that really, really impacted me and showed me the right way to do things and gave me some tools to, to make a difference. Um, to name just one would be really difficult. I mean, there's, there's Matt Holdway as a student. Uh. Who, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh no, he's dying. Sorry. I like, turn. I was breathing in and it just like went south. Did you get panicked? breaths because no, you're no. Did your, what's it called I guess, I mean, your, your epiglottis your epiglottis did epiglottis it this was before you were here today i'm <laughs> yeah. so sorry i didn't bring my dictionary to look <laughs> nice callback um so yeah i guess for me as far as consciously looking upon somebody as like like as a mentor or as a you know like looking up to them like consciously taking from their book to like add to my own, I guess that didn't actually happen for me until I was in my student teaching and my cooperating teacher, shout out to Lori Hutton, absolutely fantastic mm -hmm. educator. Like mm -hmm. it absurd what that woman is able to do like as an educator. And uh, that's the first time that I really found myself consciously like while talking with somebody, like trying to absorb everything that I could because I realized just how good she was. Also, call out to uh, Vicki Scott, another amazing educator. Mm -hmm. I got to take one of her classes in college as well. Um, so those, I, I guess those people, really. Um, and they were more about, you know, educating the educator, you know, than, than it was specifically about band. And so I really appreciate them for that and making sure that, you know, yeah, we, we do band on a daily basis, but you got to remember that we're also a public school and like it's supposed to be about education i appreciate them for that so. super interesting to find and just look back that all you guys well it was an educator at most point in your lives and you guys are all now educators now so that really kind of deflects what uh or that wasn't the right word was it reflex reflex even better mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, gotcha. just to show the amount of impact that you guys can have on somebody and like just including myself that i knew i wanted to be an educator of some sort or do some sort of just training so that's kind of the role i got into and that was a lot partly due to jacob because uh i just <laughs> really enjoyed getting especially when i got to work with uh students that were younger than me and just kind of show them some stuff that i learned along the way which given at that time i'd maybe known that one thing i'm teaching six months ago is when i learned it but i didn't think that really mattered just because it was growing other people and growth is a lot of it is and that's what you guys do is you help grow not only people's education but their lives every single day and really what they're going to do, because I was when I, I was talking to a uh, person from my church today and we were talking about uh, a parent only gets to be with their kid and like to teach them and grow them for maybe 18 years, if in a good case. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you guys are the biggest part of that, because 
a lot of people don't think, oh, it's 18 years with their parents. You're going to grow a lot and you're going to learn a lot from your parents. But that is your guys' job every single day, day in, day out, is to teach these individual students and these kids, because in reality, they're all kids. Mm-hmm. I'm t- I still feel like a kid most of the time. Same. Uh, but just sitting there and that's, that's what you guys dedicate your life to every day is to grow people like me and grow the rest of the generation on this planet is uh, for you to sit there and do that. So I think it makes a big impact whether you guys don't see it because that's a that's a lot of thing too is you guys might not ever get to see you not you might not get to reap the reward on anything or get to see what you actually made on impact in a student's life but internally they probably still think about you guys every single day like oh man i wouldn't have been able to do this without so and so teaching me this so life skills are taught in many different ways and you guys probably teach a lot of them oh thank you for saying that that's very sweet. We read the rewards when they come back to be on our podcast right. and say right. nice things. That sounded like as good an outro yeah. as any, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Know that we can beat that. Nope. <laughs> Thank you for coming to hang out with us today. Thanks for listening to Where the Whiteboards Are. If you have any comments, questions, uh, topic suggestions, anything like that, please feel free to reach out to us. We have an email address. It is WTWA at 277media.com, where the whiteboards are, WTWA at 277media.com. The opinions expressed in our podcast are that of the individuals and do not represent the opinions of their employers, school districts, or communities in which they work.